Hello and welcome in to another edition of the Todd Pod. My name is Todd Lizenby. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what next year's 12-team playoff would look like using this year's teams as an example. It's pretty convoluted, but stay with me. I think you'll find it pretty interesting. But first, a word from our sponsors, MidFirst Bank, Next Generation Roofing, FireLakeJobs.com, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, and Oklahoma Ford Dealers. Don't forget to drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford Dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. I have a Ford. It's a 2008 model, 180,000 miles on it. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. I can attest to that. All right, let's get right into today's Todd Pod. Let's talk about the college football playoff. Next year, 12 teams in the playoff. Now, as we've discussed in previous episodes, right now, as the playoff is written, there are five conference champions that are in. The top five ranked conference champions are in. And then there is a sixth automatic qualifier for the best group of five conference champion. Now, let's not forget, next year there are not five power conferences anymore. The Pac-12 goes bye-bye. So we have four conference champions. That means next year, more than likely, it's not officially official yet, but everything's trending towards us having five automatic qualifiers next year and then seven at-large spots to fill out a 12-team playoff. So here's what I did. I went and looked at next year's schedules for all the teams that may fit into the playoff based on this year's results. So in other words, it's a little fantasy land where we took this year's talent and tried to figure out what they might do against next year's schedule. So with that in mind, the conferences shook out like this. The Big Ten, we're going to assume Michigan went undefeated again. We're going to assume Michigan everybody beat every, Michigan beat everybody on their schedule and went 13-0. But we're going to assume, since they're ranked higher currently, that Washington beats Ohio State next year. And by that, Washington would go into the conference championship game against Michigan. Ohio State would finish third in the Big 12. Again, this is all hypothetical. Obviously, it's going to play out, and we'll find out. Now, Oregon, I would have finishing fourth in the Big 12 next year and Penn State finishing fifth. There's a possibility with schedules that all five of those teams can get the 10 wins next season. But just for funsies, we're going to have Michigan versus Washington in the Big Ten championship game next year. Now let's move to the SEC, where, again, we're just going to assume, just like they've done this year, that Georgia's going to win every game on their schedule. So we've got Georgia in the SEC championship game. Alabama does not have as tough of a non-conference as they did last year when they lost, or this year, I should say, when they lost to Texas. So we'll assume with next year's schedule and this year's Alabama talent that they're going to be 11-1. and They're going to go to Oklahoma and win. They're ranked ahead of Oklahoma. That's the only way I know how to guess on that game. So we're going to assume that Alabama goes 11-1, and and they're in the SEC Conference Championship game against Alabama. Now, Ole Miss, this year, their only losses were to Georgia and Alabama. They only play one of them next year. So let's assume that Ole Miss is also 11-1, and but they miss out on the conference championship game. Then let's assume that behind them you have Missouri at 10-2, and and we've got Texas also with two losses in conference, but we're going to assume they have three losses overall next year. And the reason why is because Texas goes to the big house to take on Michigan in non-conference next season. So we've got Texas coming in fifth in the SEC at nine and three. Okay, so again, the SEC, these are just projected total guest standing just so we can get an idea of what a playoff might look like. We've got Georgia number one, 
Alabama and Old Miss tied for second with Alabama getting to the conference championship game. We've got Missouri at number four, and then we've got Texas at number five. Okay, so we would have this weekend an SEC championship game of Georgia and Alabama. Now let's move into the ACC. Nothing really changes there. All right, so you've still got Florida State. We're going to assume Florida State's undefeated again next year going into the ACC championship game. We're going to assume they're taking on Louisville, who's at 10-2, and two, and we're going to assume that Louisville's lost the same two games next year that they lost this year, which is against Pittsburgh and to Kentucky. All right, so if that happens, you would still have Louisville versus Florida State in the ACC title game. And nobody aside from those two would be in any sort of playoff contention. But that's what you would have this weekend, Louisville versus Florida State for the ACC championship. And then finally, we move to the Big 12, the final power four conference once we start next year. Texas is gone. Oklahoma is gone. Oklahoma State in the conference championship this year would be in the conference championship game next year, according to, again, my very uh, amateur projections. But Oklahoma State would be in the conference championship game this weekend, and they would be taking on Arizona. It'd be the Wildcats and the Cowboys for a chance to go to the college football playoff this weekend. Now, how everyone falls in line behind that, we will get to. So if you're listening on podcasts right now, I apologize because I'm going to use some, uh, you know, some props here to show what I have projected. So here's my projection for next year. As you can see, we've got Ohio State and Oregon in the 8-9 game. This game would be played in um, the shoe, in the horseshoe. It'd be Ohio State and Oregon and Columbus, and the winner would get Georgia in the second round. So second round, you could have Ohio State or Oregon versus Georgia in an 8-9 game. That's game number one. Let's go to number two. In fact, let's go Let's go ahead and go down here to 7-10. Old Miss and Missouri at 7-10, okay? So Missouri would travel to the Grove, take on Old Miss in a college football playoff game, and the winner would get to take on Michigan in the second round. Hopefully, hopefully, as time goes on and we lose the bowls because they're archaic, this game is at the big house. But right now, this would be a bowl game, a neutral site game in the second round. We go down here to, well, let's go up here first, 5 and 12. The five seed right now would be Washington. We're assuming that Washington's going to lose to Michigan in the Big Ten championship game. That would mean Washington would fall to an at-large spot. I don't think that would make them fall behind Ohio State if they beat Ohio State in the regular season, which, again, we're just assuming for funsies. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but that would drop Washington to the five seed. Same for Alabama. If Alabama lost in the conference championship game, they would fall to the sixth seed and get the nod over the team they beat in the tiebreaker in the regular season in the SEC, which would be Ole Miss, who would fall to the seventh seed. But we've got Washington at five, and then your 12 seed, the best group of five conference champion. Now, this one's a tough one because we don't know yet what Oregon State's going to do. Um, I don't know what their playoff, if they're going to have to get in as an at-large. We know that there have been reports that they're going to have a scheduling agreement with the Mountain West Conference. But does that mean they get an automatic bid through the Mountain West? I don't think it does. So I think Oregon State and Washington State, unless something changes, won't be a part of this playoff any more than Notre Dame will, which is you have to qualify as an at-large. And I don't think Oregon State or Washington State is going to do that as often as Notre Dame is. So assuming that's the case, we have Liberty. Now, 
you're asking yourself, why do you have Liberty in front of Tulane? Tulane's ranked ahead of Liberty this year. Well, I think we forget if we're using next year's schedule, Tulane travels to Norman to take on Oklahoma early in the season. That's more than likely going to be a non-conference loss for the Green Wave. Liberty has a very easy non-conference schedule. So Liberty could very well this weekend be 12-0, and headed into their conference title game against New Mexico State. Tulane would be 11-1. and They'd be undefeated in the American, though. Their one loss would be non-conference against Oklahoma. Now, right now, this year, you've got Tulane and SMU in the American Conference Championship game. But let's not forget, SMU's out. They're headed to the ACC. So next year, that game would be Tulane versus UTSA would be the team in right now standings that would jump to that number two spot. So Tulane and UTSA in the American Championship game. If Liberty were to lose, Tulane would be the next team up. Even if Liberty were to win, it would be a pretty fun argument to see if the committee took a 13-0 Liberty who played nobody in non-conference or a 12-1 Tulane whose one loss was to an SEC school in Oklahoma. And then you would have Toledo and Miami of Ohio. Toledo's 11-1. Their one loss this year was at Illinois. Now, next year, they've got Mississippi State on the schedule on the road. So I'm going to assume if Toledo did the same thing next year that they did this year, they'll lose that game on the road at the Power 5 school, Mississippi State, and they'll win everything else. They'll be 11-1, and and they'll be playing Miami of Ohio, who's 10-2, and in the conference championship game. Now, here's what's crazy about the group of five schools and why it's going to be fun this time next year. If Liberty were to win, and if Tulane were to win, we would have a huge argument. But what if Liberty lost? And what if Tulane lost? Well, then the winner of Toledo and Miami of Ohio is going to be your 12th seed because they would jump them in the conference championship weekend. So New Mexico State, UTSA, they can be the ultimate spoilers when it comes to the 12-team playoff. Now we go down to the 6 and 11 seeds. Your 6 seed would be Alabama. And I've got them playing Louisville. Louisville's, Louisville's going to be 10 and 2 next year. Texas would be 9 and 3. This would be another one, another one where there would be a great debate. Would you go a 10 and 2 Louisville who lost to Pitt and Kentucky? Or would you go a 9 and 3 Texas who lost to, again, assuming this year's losses next year, lost to Oklahoma and then lost to, say, Georgia and, you know, Michigan, I think, was the other team I had them projected to lose to. If Texas loses to Oklahoma, Georgia, and Michigan, and Louisville loses to Pitt and Kentucky, I could very well see Texas being at the 11 seed. Now, what does that mean? If you just do the simple math, and this is, this is taking into account games that they could lose next year. This is adding losses for some teams. You still have one, two, three, four, Five, six, seven, eight, nine possible teams out of the 12 from the SEC and the Big Ten. You can have five possible SEC schools in the 12 team playoff next year. Now, here's why else this weekend, here's another reason why this weekend would be fun. Georgia, they're the number one seed. But let's say Georgia loses to Alabama in the conference championship game. Well, then what you would have is you would have, and by the way, I forgot to write this over here. Your three seed would be Florida State. I don't think I mentioned that. But if Florida State's your three seed, obviously Florida State would move up. They would go to the two seed. The one seed would now be Michigan. Your three seed would now be Bama. That would move Bama out of here. 
That would move Washington probably down to here into the sixth seed. And that would move Georgia here. So you could get Liberty, Tulane, or Toledo at Georgia in the first round. And then Georgia could be playing Oklahoma State or Arizona in the second round of the college football playoff next year. You could have a rematch of Ohio State and Michigan at a neutral site in the second round of the college football playoff next year. And that all it would take this week is for one result to go crazy. And that would be not really that crazy of a result, which is Alabama beating Georgia. Now, let's just say for giggles that Alabama beats Georgia and let's say Louisville beats Florida State. Well, that turns this whole thing on its head now. Now you've got Louisville coming in here probably as a three seed. You've got Michigan as the one seed. You've got Alabama going up to the two seed. So Alabama's to the two seed. And guess what? Now you're going to have to have Florida State drop back probably here to the six seed. FSU would go there. You would have Washington drop to the seven seed. You'd have Ole Miss drop to the eight seed. That's not a very good old miss. You'd have Ohio State drop to the nine seed. Uh, you would have your nine seed. Oregon would drop to the ten seed, and your ten seed, Missouri, would drop down here. And guess what? Guess who's for sure left out now? Texas. There's no spot for them. Missouri's ahead of them, and Louisville stole their possible bid. So there are a ton of things that could happen in a 12-team playoff next year. I guess my point to you is this. Embrace the craziness. Get ready for rematches. It's going to be fun to know that come bowl season, Oklahoma State, as crazy as this season is this year for them, they would have a chance to win a national championship in 2024. They would be playing possibly Georgia or Michigan or Washington in a bowl game for a chance to advance for a ch- for a chance to advance and play Georgia or Michigan in the next round and then a chance to advance and play Georgia or Michigan in a college football championship game. It truly is going to be bonkers. And this weekend as we watch college football, there are two or three games that matter. But next year, so many more games are going to matter. So many more teams are going to want one of these top four seeds so they don't have to play in the first round. Or they're going to want to secure the five, six, seven, or eight seeds so they can host in the first round. Or you're going to have teams like Texas who are hoping that the committee likes them better than Louisville or is going to need some help to get into the college football playoff. Heck, you may have, in a situation, you know, next year, you may have two bid stealers. A team like, uh, I think originally the 10 seed up here was Missouri. Missouri could be in trouble if, you know, let's say Louisville had three losses and Louisville steals a bid. Missouri could be in trouble as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out next year in a 12-team playoff. I think the point is this. We're going to have to reevaluate, all of us, what we think of college football next season. It's going to be fun. It's going to be hard to get used to. Um, I love crunching the numbers and trying to guess who's going to end up where. I love thinking about Oregon playing at Ohio State in a playoff game. I don't know how many of you had, have had the opportunity or the chance to go to an NFL playoff game. It's an amazing experience, and I'm so excited that it's coming to college football in 2024. Don't let people tell you that there are fewer games next year that matter. 
They matter for something different. Recalibrate your thoughts. They matter for bye weeks. They matter for home field. They matter for giving yourself a chance in the 12-team playoff. And every conference game matters more because you win your conference in a Power 4 conference, you are in. No questions asked. You are in with a bye. So these games all matter just as much week in and week out next year. In fact, I would argue that they matter more. Before we leave you on the Todd Pod, I want to tell you about our good friends at Two Fellas Moving. Let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move. I don't want to help you move, but they'll help you move at Two Fellas Moving. All you have to do is give them a call. They've got free, no-strings-attached quotes if you want them to come over and give you a quote. And it's not just moving that they do as well. If you need to do remodeling or spring cleaning, they've got dumpster rentals. Uh, they've got haul services, junk haul services. They'll give you free quotes as well. Go to twofellas.com to check them out. That's the number two, fellas.com to check them out. If you like what you saw or what you heard, please subscribe. Please leave a like. Please comment on the video or on the podcast. Leave us a good rating, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. And don't forget to tune in next time to the Todd Pod. Big thanks to Jacqueline Musgrove, our producer, and Michael Lane, our creative director. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.